0: Praise the Lord. Lord. I don't have to strain my voice. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. All right. God is so good with his word. He is so good to us. So uh, the Lord had been talking, as he always do. And sometimes you just have to stop what you're doing and just listen and start writing. And so I want you to think about what I'm about to say. The Lord said, what is it worth to you? And I said, okay, Lord, what's, what, what do you mean about those words? He said, he reminded me about 15 years ago, um, I was working in a thrift store. And it may have been a little bit longer than that. But I came across a Bible and as you know uh when i first got into the word it was really because i had found a living word bible and you know i started there but the lord had blessed me to come across a a bible that had 3 to 4 different versions in the bible in inside and i had been carrying it around in my car probably for about several months just wouldn't take it in the house You know, just wasn't doing anything. Wouldn't I look at it, open it up, close it up, open it up? And so one day uh, I brought it inside where I was working. And there was a customer and she came up and she would always talk about how she loved the Lord. And I said, okay, Um, you know, and the Lord, you know, led me to to give it to her. You know, I wasn't doing anything with it. Okay, so I had to repent. I wasn't doing anything with it, but the Lord had blessed me, you know. And so the lady's sister came into the thrift store and she said, my sister has just been bragging about that Bible that you gave her. She can't put it down. I said, okay. So the Lord said, you didn't know what you had in your hand. And so really when I really started studying and I found myself looking for other versions, you know, to get more understanding, the Lord said, okay, see, I had already given you that, but you didn't know the treasure that you had. And so I had to ask the question. I said, well, Lord, you know, isn't this message for me? And he said, yes, but salvation is for everybody but and and salvation is a personal thing but not everybody knows or not everybody has realized what it's worth so he wants us to ask ourselves was it worth to you and i said okay you know i you know i'm listening and trying to figure out okay uh how is this going to tie into our foundational scriptures and he said okay just you know just follow me and I said okay and so um, I found myself looking you know for the same type of Bible but of course the prices today are outrageous 15 years ago but you know he did allow me to find what I was looking for but he, he told me he said the Word of God should be treated as a treasure he said in matthew 6 and 21 it says for where your treasure is there will you, your heart be also i said okay and then he showed me in where in colossians 2 chapter 2 verses 2 through 3 he said that their hearts might be confident be knitted together in love and unto all riches that the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and the Father and of Christ, in whom all the treasures, that word, of wisdom and knowledge. He said, if you want to know me, get in my word. And so when I got the, the foundational scriptures, which was, let's just turn to John four and 34 and we're gonna go scripture by scripture but the lord wants us to ask that question really what is salvation worth to you he's already completed the power of darkness and the devil his redemption and salvation has done all of these things defeated. Says the Lord Jesus Christ, power to supply all of my needs, and then He's established it. And 2023 is completed, defeated, and established in my life, my home, my church, and in my children's lives. So we have got to really think about what did he do on the cross? You know, we can say, thank you, Jesus. And we can get up here and we can walk up and we can give our lives to Christ. But you got to go a step further than that. Amen. Just coming up here and repeating the words, that's not all it is. He said, if you want to know me, you got to get in my word. Okay. So John 4, 34, Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me. And to finish the work, I was like my meat. It was like the nourishment, everything that my father has given me, I've got to get it done. That's my strength. I've got to get it done. So he wasn't going to stop until it, it was like a thirst to him. I've got to get this done. That's my meat. That's my food. That's that's better than uh, honey and, you know, the meat and, and the bread and all those things. My meat is to do the will of my father. So he's saying for me to do the work that my father sent me to do, I'm showing you what it's worth. It's worth everything to me. I said, Lord, I really have to get in the word and follow you because there's so much in there that will help us and i said lord you know when i first started going to church when the doors open i was there i mean for everything and then he said but you got distracted he don't want us to get distracted when we get distracted we're up and down we're up and down we're up and down we're not accomplishing anything but we've got to find, when you find value in something, oh, my. That woman that lost that, uh, that coin, she didn't stop. She had to find it. When it's worth something, a woman that tells you, oh, don't put your hand on my child, it's because that child is worth something. But what is the word worth to us? What is salvation worth? worth to us what will we do to not lose our salvation so he's saying what is it worth to you i said okay lord okay this was good it really got me to thinking about the value that we put on the bibles that we carry in our hand every day when we leave here what do we do with it when you know, you're just riding in your car. You know, times have made it possible for you to just listen to the word as you drive. And sometimes you really need that to keep you calm on these roads today. But he's saying we've got to realize that the word is so precious. It's not just coming up and saying the words. Are you really listening To the words are you getting anything out of the words are they really touching you you know the lord showed me um or he brought to my remembrance that anytime i've ever just saw blood or saw somebody hurt it's like i get shivers or it's like it touched me a certain way and so (laughs) Today, you know, our God, he he does have jokes. But today, I hit my hand, my wrist, on my car. And I've been rubbing it all day. And I'm saying, but Lord, you had nails driven in your hands. I couldn't have done it. But he said, I paid the ultimate price for you. As Ray, uh, Sister Rashonda said, he got good plans for us. Amen. He didn't just die on the cross just to do something. His father sent him here on a mission, and he was not going to stop until he finished that mission. When it's time to come to church, and I'm talking to myself too, what do we allow to get in our way? Rain, the Mardi Gras. (laughs) What do we allow to get in our way from coming here to hear the word that God has for us? He blessed us to come into this ministry where the word don't stop. It's so prevalent through COVID, we still can't. Some churches haven't even opened up yet. they still online. Amen. But we haven't stopped. The Lord is here, Amen. protects us, keeps us, Amen. and makes sure the word continues to go forth. And so all we can do is just say thank you. Amen. We've got to learn what the word is worth. And so if we'll turn to... Uh, John 17, that's our next foundational scripture, 1 through 4. What is it worth to you? And if you ask yourself that question, you know, sometimes you can write the pros and the cons. What is it? You know, what's the bad thing about serving the Lord? I haven't found one yet, other than you might lose some people. (laughs) You might drop off some things. May save some money, you know, but we've got to take the time out to look at all that he's done for us and make a decision. Are we going to stay on the path that he set for us? He said he ran his race and he didn't stop until it was finished. So Jesus spake these words and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify the Son that the Son also glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life as to many as thou hast given him. And this is eternal life that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. He said, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me. Now it's our time. So the Lord is saying he did the hard part. He finished the work. He said, but after 2,022 years, there's still people who haven't realized the sacrifice that was made for them. They can watch the movies, leave out the same way, doesn't touch them in no way. Those are people that we need to pray for diligently. He said, what a precious gift, life, eternal life, not only did he give us eternal life when he ascended into heaven, he even sent the comforter down here. He didn't leave us by ourselves, he left the comforter to lead us and guide us. But we have to let him in. He's not gonna just bombard his way into your life and say, Oh, you gonna serve me? No. So when the Lord showed me that salvation or said, rather, that salvation is personal, he said, remember, you know, your children, you know, when they get a certain age, yeah, you know, when you come up and you give your life, your children come up with, he said, but when they get a certain age, they got to come for themselves. Your spouse has to come for themselves. You cannot be their salvation. Each person has to make that personal step for themselves. He said, let me show you how personal this is. I said, okay. He took me to, he says so heavy that in the garden of Gethsemane, he took the disciples with him. But when he told them to pray, he told them to pray for themselves. He didn't say pray for me. In his prayer, when he went before God, it was so personal to him to finish the work that his sweat was as blood. So the the disciples, they heard talk about the the, the cross, but they didn't really grasp it. They had Christ walking with them, or rather, they walked with him. But they didn't really know how detrimental it was for him to finish the work. They were trying to stop him from doing that. All right. All right. So remember, you're going to have people in your life that may try and stop you. Girl, I wouldn't go down there to that church. I even had a coworker. You know, she had just moved here. And she was like, you know, some good churches." And I told her, yeah. Told her where I was going. And so I never said who the pastor was. (laughs) (laughs) So then she started telling me places that she had gone to. And she said, I just can't get past a woman pastor. I said, oh, okay. I'm glad I didn't say. Because I didn't want to be offended that, okay, you know, if if the Lord didn't tell you to come here up under this ministry, as long as you get in what you need where you are, good for you. But don't try and encourage me to come where you are. Okay? The Lord give us pastors after his heart. So tonight I'm just giving God thanks for bringing me here because I have learned so much. I have grown so much for being up under the leadership here. And I'm learning just how personal this can get because the Lord is saying they walked with power but didn't see it don't let that happen to you don't see don't read all of the good things in here that i have for you don't miss out on all that i have for you because you won't take the time to get in my word to seek my face he tells us to seek him diligently and all the things will be added but it's like the things take over our lives It's not how it's supposed to be. He paid an ultimate price. So what's it worth to you? I said, Lord, I mean, really, that was just a repenting time when, you know, he took me down this path and asked me, what is it worth to you? And it's like, you really have to give God his glory and giving his praise because he paid an ultimate sacrifice. I'm telling you, my hand still hurt, and all I did was hit it. And I'm saying, Lord, those stakes, it wasn't just little plain, little bit of nails. These were stakes driven through his hands, blood running everywhere. And it's like, "Mm -mm, no. He paid an ultimate sacrifice. But the Lord, and he knew the sacrifice that he was going to have to make. But he wanted to do his father's will. And he said, now it's on you. It's up to you. What are you going to do with the gift that I gave to you? He said, I finished the work. I've died on the cross. Nobody's going to do that again. He says, so now it's up to you to come in, get the word, and live it. Be in his will. He loves us so much. He died on that cross knowing the things that we were going to do. Knowing how people were going to just, even today, crucify his name. Crucify people that serve him. It's a personal thing. And you got to decide what's it worth to you. So our last foundational scripture is John 19, 28 through 30. And it says, after this... Jesus, knowing all, that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, he said, I thirst. But earlier on, and I, and I had to look back, because in verse 29, it says, now there was a set, a vessel full of vinegar, And they filled the sponge with vinegar and put it on hyssop, and put it up to his mouth. And when Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, it's finished. But when he took me back to another scripture, and I believe it is Matthew 27, 34. And it said they tried to give him drink, but when he tasted it, it was refu- he refused it. That was because the work hadn't been finished yet. And he was not going to stop. He was not, no matter how much pain he was in, no matter how much shame there was, he wasn't going to stop. He had work to do. So he didn't drink until it was finished. And I said, okay. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. He didn't allow himself to get distracted. He said, it's meat to me. It's food to me. It's really like fire shut up in my bones to get this done. I've got to get what my father sent me here to do. Now he's given us a task. He said, I've died on the cross. I've finished the work. This is the year of living and the completed work of Jesus Christ. He completed it. Yeah. There's nothing else for him to do. He's given us the, the tools that we need. He's given us the Holy Spirit. He's given us his word. He's given us places where we can freely come in and serve him. We can freely come in And listen to the word We can glorify him We can carry Bibles We're not in a country Where we can't carry a Bible On the street Or have one sitting in our car Or you know You can Go to church If you want to But there are some places Where they got to hide Just to hear the word of God and sometimes it costs them their lives. But here, in the United States, greatest country, (laughs) the word is everywhere. On your tablet, on your phone, videos, the written word, the preached word. If only, You put value on it. Know of the treasure that you have in your hand, your possession. And that treasure is being able to serve Christ freely. No condemnation, probably from your family. But it's not going to cost you your life. No one is going to run after you. Trying to keep you from getting into the word. Getting into the house of God. There's really almost a church on every corner. But in some countries, oh, you got to seek. And you have to be careful when you go find it. But God made a way for us to get the word. For us to be able to come in and sup with him. He said, I finished the work. It's a personal thing. No one can finish your race. Jesus finished his race for you and me so that we can have the opportunity to live in his completed work. It's it's all about Jesus. Jesus. He said, the real love is the love of Christ. That was real love. And I thank him for dying on that cross. That was real love. Especially knowing the things that were going to happen in today's time where people still turn their back on him 2,000 years later. So exactly when are we going to put value on that word, salvation, on um, knowing that he's already done the hard part. He's already died on the cross, shed his blood, took the beatings. I'm telling you, I my, my hand still hurt. <laughs> and I'm saying, Lord... The price that you paid for us was the ultimate sacrifice. It was a wonderful gift that nothing else compares to it. No money can compare to what he did for us. And it's final. It's not something that somebody can take back. Nobody did this. But God, he said, if you doubt, if you have unbelief anywhere, if for some reason you got distracted, if for some reason you just lost that spark, that desire, that zeal to come in, you know, maybe somebody hurt your feelings one day. And you said, no, I ain't going back. But the Lord urged you to just keep coming anyway. If for any reason you've lost something, lost that that fire, to read his word every day, to get up and quote the scriptures, to get up. And look at the decorations and quote them in your atmosphere. He said, "Ask him for help. Ask him, and he'll give it. If you want it to, if you want to feel that word like it's fire shut up in your bones, have that desire to really, to really serve God, to move forward in life." He said, ask him, seek him. He could be found. He says, seek him, diligently seek him, not just when things happen, not just when we need something, but seek him because you love him and you want to serve him, and you know the price that he paid when he died on the cross. He said, I finished the work. Now is your time.